Welcome to the Denverse. I'm Derek. I'm Glenn. And we're here today to talk about the Denver Nuggets, the third seed in the Western Conference, despite everything. And uh, sort of how the season ended and their upcoming matchup against the Portland Trailblazers. Quinn, have you heard anything about the Nuggets out there on the East Coast? No. No, I did. I just got my Jamal Murray jersey. Ooh. For a very long time being in transit to me. Um, for the podcast listeners, it's one of the black Jamal Murray jerseys, the rainbow blacks, not the red rainbows, the rainbow no, blacks. Like the, I think the best jersey that has ever been worn by the Denver Nuggets. Um, and I got one dude who made eye contact with my jersey, then me. I didn't get any like sign of approval, but I was like, they know I'm out here. Um, no, as I was. I was, I've been sending Derek um, updates on the different Colorado teams that I've seen. Colorado College has more representation in New York so far. Um, so, no love except for the Denver people. Well, and from what we've seen of the national media, which a lot of them reside in New York, that's sort of how people have been treating the Nikola Jokic MVP season that so far, as of this afternoon at least, when we're recording this, has unanimous first-place votes from the voters. So I think that that's going to be what we end up taking away from this season, but how do you even think about describing this season for Jokic? I mean, it's been very similar to the Nuggets in the Mike Malone era. Each season... They just build on it. And we'll get into playoff um, forecasts and whatnot. But I think an MVP season is the natural progression from the bubble playoff performances. Um, it's just weird how expected it is almost at this point. Yeah, I still like, just like the way Jokic plays, I still just expect that one day we'll wake up and he plays the way that he looks like <laughs> those floaters and like awkward, beautiful post moves are just going to one day stop working. Like I have that dread in me and I don't see that it just hasn't happened. He hasn't been injured. He hasn't even like played outside of his game. It's just like a little more confident, a little more efficient. And it's resulted in an MVP stat line. And as flashy is indeed not as prolific as Westbrook, but he's the most valuable player to his team. Yeah, and I think that, um, you know, the Nuggets still ended up with the three seed and were the second best team after Jamal Murray went out in the NBA. Like, they had a phenomenal ending to the season, and Jokic had to take on even more responsibility. I think the thing about Jokic, which is the thing about the really great players, and I think that we're going to end up thinking that at the end of Jokic's career, as long as he stays healthy, is that he does something new almost every game that you've never seen before on himself, by himself. Like, there are passes he makes, there are just plays that he makes where you're just like, I've never seen that before, and it's crazy. I mean, it's, you know, the Nolan Arenado, Nathan McKinnon, like, we've had a lot of that in this town, but, like, really? we really have never had it on the basketball court in our lifetime where we've just had a guy where it's like, how did he do that? I guess we had Iverson a little bit. But it was like we we knew what what Iverson was at that point. Yeah, I mean, you have. I mean, to that point, like we've had J.R. Smith, who's been, been like, oh my god, I've never seen that before. And then also, oh my god, I can't believe he did that. But 
a guy to be like that must see TV and be the best player on the team and be the leader and be packaged in the Jokic. Absolutely phenomenal, well deserved. And at this point, like, yeah, forget the national media. Like, they're not talking about it because it's such a foregone conclusion. There's no angles that they can play the drama. He just is the best player in the league. Yeah, and I think even if he has as good a season again, he's never going to be the MVP again. I just think that there's no way that the league will give him a second MVP given all of the noise. So, like, this is the time to appreciate it. Um, and it's, I mean, it's really incredible. The Nuggets have an MVP player and you only, yeah. you only get one. Well, I've, absolutely. It's probably never going to happen again, um, for a multitude of reasons. But I think one of the reasons is that he'll have too much talent around him. Like he won't be MVP because Michael Porter Jr. might one of these seasons, like challenge him for it. And I know that's like pie in the sky, but really there's no way the Nuggets have gotten to this place, especially after losing Murray, without in large part Michael Porter Jr., but then just the cast of role players who have stepped up. I mean, and part of that is also like one of the things we'll remember about the season, obviously, is the the COVIDness, the fact that there was only two months off between the end of the finals and the start of the season. Maybe it was a little longer. It felt like it was two months, uh, you know, and part of this for Jokic was he didn't have three players that were going because Porter was out forever because of the COVID thing. And then Murray went down. Like there was 15 to 20 games in there. And I think in this, we've seen just a really weird season from Porter because he was okay for a few games at the beginning. Then there was the whole COVID thing. And then he was not good when he came back. And Jokic and Murray were really mad at him. And I think that that really could have, like, if you look back at what could have been, like, the breaking point for this season, if Porter had been like, I'm not dealing with these guys, I'm not dealing with this team, that could have really caused issues. And instead it's like, oh, Porter is okay with this. And I think that that's actually a good sign for his career and also for, like, his future with the Nuggets where it's not like we're not having to worry about Porter trying to get out of here in the next couple of years. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for the first time, it's kind of question like, do these players like work well together? Is like the Nuggets ethos, uh, to use a nerdy term, like gel? And the fact that like that's going to be a question when Murray comes back. When yeah, I was going to say if. But when Murray comes back with Aaron Gordon, with Michael Porter Jr., with Jokic, is there going to be enough ball for guys who, whether deserved or not, are stars? Um, but so far, Michael Porter Jr., has he's moved into the Brock Osweiler era from um, like arena in terms of saying the right things. And I don't know why did I pull that out of this? No, but Brock Osweiler always said the right things. But then Porter is showing that he's able to then do the right things. Yeah, when he came back, he was just making, like, dumb plays. And I think part of Jokic's MVP season has been, like, not being okay with that. Like, he was very, like, demonstrative in saying, stop messing up, bro. <laughs> like, um, so I, just the level of growth that, honestly, all three Murray – Porter Jr. and Jokic have shown in this season. Just 
it fills my heart with so much joy coming into the season. Yeah. I wasn't even ready for basketball because we had just had so much of the bubble that I wasn't ready for it. And honestly, I was like, there's just no way that they can continue this momentum in a lot of ways. The season didn't feel like it was going to, but here we are. Yeah. And I think if I was going to say who is the fourth player that we'll talk about when we talk about the season, obviously you have Jokic, you have Murray mainly because he went down and we're losing him. You have Porter. I think Facundo Campazzo is going to be that fourth player that we talk about, which seems weird, but especially since Murray went out, he has yeah. really been a force where it's just like he's an X factor that you didn't think you were going to have. Yeah, and like the rookie class was very good this year. I don't think that there's a way that Faku's going to get any rookie honors. He just didn't play as much and his numbers don't. But when we talk about like, the most valuable rookie to the team. There were like, I think there's just plays, if not entire games, that without his contribution, we don't, we can't feel confident going into this. I still don't know how to feel about the playoffs. Sands Murray, Sands Barton, Sands um, PJ Dozier. Like, we're a busted up team right now, but. Faku, he's grown on me. I was like confused when we signed him. I was frustrated the first 10 games of the season. Like, what is this little man supposed to do for this team? And we were like, miss like the hole that was Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley at the beginning of the season. Faku Composite is not the guy to <laughs> fill that hole. But dude has played just the beautiful game, as you will. Um and yeah, I think absolutely. I think he's like, we have MVP unanimous at this point. Like, I think top three, um, most improved player in Porter Jr. And then a rookie of the year in our hearts candidate in Faku. And uh, Zach Lowe has him as the second team, all rookie team. So, so maybe he can sneak on there as the last point guard. And he, his points were sort of the same. Like, there are a few players that have been as valuable to their team as, as Compazzo, and he's our age, so it's like anyone can join the NBA, basically basically one of those. I mean, it helps to be the best player in Europe, like the <laughs> player of the decade in Europe, but yes, for all of us pushing 30, just to know that there's still a chance. What are you thinking about as we sit right now, thinking about, like, we'll look it back on this someday, what is your impression of how... Aaron Gordon fits on this team after seeing him for a month and a half? Um, I'm going to first flip a question back to you. And what were your expectations with the trade? Like, I think in the week leading up, it felt like, oh, snap, we're going to make a big move for a couple people. But Aaron Gordon was kind of like the highest open. And what were those expectations at that point? Yeah, I think for me, I was really looking at a guy that could help them defensively, which I think is the thing that he will. I think has he has been kind of in question, but I think by the playoffs he will. Um, and I was hoping that he was going to be like a Kenneth Fareed type guy for Jokic, where it was just like he's going to be a guy around the rim where he's a second option in there. Obviously, he shoots better outside than, Jok or than uh, Fareed did, but that kind of guy that was just like, he could make more room for Jokic on the court, and he has not done that at all offensively. Okay, well then, <laughs> answer my question and started to answer the question you asked me, which, um, 
Yeah, dude, he's been enigmatic, to say the least. Like, first game back, he put up 24 points. And so far, I think that's the most um, points he's scored. Um, and, yeah, I... I think we've done a good job of not being haters um, on this podcast and really just like rooting for everyone who puts on the hometown jerseys. But I will say like, I have so little confidence in Aaron Gordon when he posts up. It very much feels like me when I'm playing 2K, like create a player and I don't have skills yet. It's like, all right, I'm gonna post up and try to figure out if if I can do something. And I was like, right now, just it doesn't seem that he's found his role. I will commend him that he went from like a very high usage in Orlando being the, I don't know, like, I didn't watch Orlando games, but him and Vucevic were like the two guys who, if you mm-hmm. give them, you just let them do their work. That is not the role that he can play here in Denver. And so I think he's done a good job of knowing that like, yo, you're not going to get as many touches. And if you do get touches, look for someone else. But yeah, from the offensive end, super, um, underwhelmed, but yeah, yeah, I was ready for like some beautiful lobs. I remember this was many, many years ago, but I think in Jokic's flashiest past season, he threw up, I want to say it was a behind the back alley-oop to who he thought was um, Kenneth Reed. It was actually Wilson Chandler, and Wilson Chandler was not going up for it. But I was expecting to see some of that. And I mean, it's difficult, but it just hasn't happened. You'd think with, especially when Murray was still playing, that the gravity that Porter Jr. and Murray have, that it's going to open it up for AG. And we've just not seen that. But, you know, playoffs is where amazing happens. So... Well, and as you were saying that, I was just, if we had gotten Jokic in his prime when Chandler, Gallinari, and Fareed were healthy, that would have just been such a fun offensive team to watch. Like, it was it was fun the little bit we got, but it was like, by the time it happened, you know, that team had so fallen apart and all of that, that it was like, we're getting flashes of all of these guys. But it's fun to think about, like, Jokic on all these different Nuggets teams, like, it's just like, he just adds this dimension where you're just like, this would be so much fun. Um, one of the thoughts I do have on Gordon is that I feel like our opinion of Jeremy Grant before the season ended abruptly last year was probably not that much higher than it Aaron Gordon right now. Like it was like, he doesn't work with Murray. He doesn't work with Jokic. Like, I don't know where he fits. And then he completely changed that narrative in the bubble. And so I am hopeful that maybe Gordon is a playoff player. They finally got in practice time, which they really haven't had the entire time he's been here, but they got a week off. And yeah. maybe, and they're going to start playing defense as a team and not just like a couple of guys or in a couple of situations because it's playoffs. So I do wonder if our opinion will shift a lot of Gordon as we go into this, go into the second season. Well, yeah, I mean, taking like what little I knew about Aaron Gordon um, at the beginning of the season and kind of the expectations that I had for Murray, like ideally, well, we know, like, Murray can just get hot in a way that, honestly, at this point, few players in the league can. But, like, knowing, like, that we didn't have Grant or Plumley, thinking Murray probably was not going to be bubble Murray for the whole season, say that there's, like, some wiggle room for Aaron Gordon to step up and fill that gap. 
And I think honestly, MPJ has done a lot of what I was hoping Gordon would do, which was like just the ability to drive in the lane and finish at the rim. Um, so, so all that to say, like, my expectations are low just without Murray because the Jokic-Murray um, two-man game so far has not been solved in about three years, and especially we saw it in the playoffs. So I don't have a lot of expectations, but there's room for Gordon especially to surprise us. Mm-hmm. Well, I think transitioning into their first-round matchup against Portland, unless you have any more about the regular season you want to touch on. It was just... It was fun, man. And even like we talk about Jokic as an MVP player and making his teammates better. Marcus freaking Howard, bro. Like, what? I, I was firmly in the camp like this dude belongs in the G League, if that. Mm-hmm. And then he just decided to play. Like, there were flashes of young Murray in some of these last few games where he's putting up 15, 20 points. Um, so it's just cool to see, like, every single player who's touched the floor, well, honestly, besides Bull Bull, has, like, shown that the front office knows what they're doing. And that's just hats off to them. Well, and even the player they gave up in the trade, like RJ Hampton, had a really good rest of the season after he went to Orlando. So, like, yeah. yeah. So I think the good thing is, like, it feels like they can infuse talent into whatever the roster looks like yeah. going forward. Um so looking up forward to this Portland matchup, obviously there's a lot of history between these two teams for a variety of reasons. Uh, starting with the Jokic-Nurkic uh, tandem where they couldn't play together and so the Nuggets traded Nurkic to Portland. Carmelo Anthony is a member of the Portland Trailblazers now. But obviously the biggest being that two years ago the Nuggets lost to them in the seventh game of a really tough second round series um which that seventh game is not the heartbreaker still for me all these years later it's the multiple overtime game that they lost that they would have won the series if they'd won that game i think it was in the first overtime the ball that clearly went off of cj mccullum but they call it on murray and yeah um but i think part of that thread now is that the Nuggets are a clearly better team when fully healthy than the Trailblazers. So, like, although they lost that seven-game series in the preceding seasons, so succeeding seasons, the Nuggets are better. <laughs> like, Jokic is a more valuable player than Dame, which I know could still cause a lot of wrinkles in the NBA community, but we have a a better team. Well, so on that point, do you think that this team as it is composed is better than the team of two years ago without Murray? And let me follow up on that by saying that the Yo- that playoffs was Jokic had to carry the team and then Barton or Murray or sometimes neither of them would show up at some point and give him help. And that was it. That was the whole strategy was it was Jokic and then a little bit of help, and that was it. So do you think this team, where you have Jokic and Porter, and then you're hoping for help from a third person, is better than what we had two years ago? Yeah, I mean, it was like... I was going to say, Aaron Gordon's probably at, at his best a top 40, top 30 player in the league. 
At least he was billed as that at one point. Um, yeah, I don't think he is right now. I think yeah. you're, you're good. <laughs> he's probably just a dude. If it weren't for the dunk contest, um, he. But nonetheless, like you have a guy who has put up numbers, who knows what it's like to be an important player on a team. Not an important player on a great team, but um, yeah, I'll say. Even like with like the just veteran leadership that Faku brings, um, Monte Morris, if he can play healthy, um, Paul Millsap in limited moments, still, especially against the a second unit, is a guy who just knows how to bang and get those buckets. Um, even like I said this, and it's not I said it on Reddit. It's not true that like. Marcus Howard might be better than Anthony Simons or Simmons. Um, Simons. I don't know. That's part of my point. <laughs> They're saying the same thing. They're like, Marcus Howard? Yeah. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, what, I, he's probably not going to see minutes. Um, I'll say, like, inshallah, God forbid that he does see minutes. That means that we've lost someone else. But um, to answer your question point blank, yes, this Nuggets team even with the injuries, is better than the Nuggets team that played Portland um, two years ago. But I think the flip question, is that Portland team better? Um, You still have Dame and CJ, when when they are playing at their best, they are one of the best backcourts in the league. Nurkic, he's, I mean, he wasn't in last uh, series, but fully healthy, we should not forget how talented we thought he was going to be for the Nuggets because he is that for Portland. And then also Melo. Like, <laughs> yeah, and I think um, I think the thing about Nurkic is that they now have Nurkic and Ennis Cantor, who did give Jokic trouble two years ago. Like two guys who I think Jokic has played much better against since then. But there, that that's two guys that you have to guard Jokic, and that time you had Cantor, and I can't even remember what that uh, white guy's name was. He's the one that got in trouble in Miami. What was his name? Yeah, um, well, Myers Leonard, and they had Zach Collins as well. Oh, yeah, that's right. Collins, I thought was going to be a problem, but I think as much as we talk about injuries, Portland has, I don't know if they've ever been healthy with the roster they thought they were building two years ago. Yeah, so I think that that's a concern, obviously. I mean, yeah, Lillard and McCollum can win you games by themselves where they just go off in a way that we saw Murray in the bubble. Mm-hmm. Um, I we, We're probably, if the Nuggets are going to win this series, they probably need that from Porter at least twice, or it's just like he's going to take over the game. Because Jokic, for all of Jokic's strengths, and I mean, he does like take, like he does, win games for you late. He doesn't take games over and it's not his fault. He just doesn't shoot the three like those guys. And that, you know, that is the thing that can just run away with it. Yeah. I mean, the up the court rhythm three, like Jokic's release is just slow. It's, I mean, it's great if you get the ball moving, but that's where like, yeah, you'll need absolutely Jokic Porter, like 25 points each. Um, on good efficiency, which they are really good at. Um, like, Porter, like, the last couple of games kind of slowed down, but it's 
it's incredible how few games he's played in the league, how like um, reliable his shot has been. But then you're going to need like 15 from Gordon, 10 from Faku, 10 from everybody else, really. Um, and that's like, it's not likely that Doge, I don't think Doge is going to be back this series even. Um, and then they say Barton's further behind. So it really would be like, we won't see a healthy team until if we make it to the conference finals. But that's where it's just like, PJ Dozier would be amazing against um, Lillard or McCollum. Because um, as good as Faku is, he's just, if Dame is hot, Dame's just going to be able to shoot over him. Um, yeah, and I think it's, I mean, for longtime listeners of the podcast, if Quinn's saying we really need PJ Dozier, that's that's a bad sign. That's not a good sign for for what we need for this series. Let's. I've, I've come a long way, as have all of the Nuggets. Um, but I mean, PJ Dozier is kind of like what Rodney Hood was to the Nuggets two years ago. It was just like a bigger guard who can frustrate um, your sport. And so I'm just like, I'm. We have winners mentality now. The Nuggets have won enough where I get to be entitled to believe that do it. But I'm not going to walk away with my head down if they fight a good fight and just they don't have enough pieces due to injury to match up. But then also, I'm not going to count out our most valuable player and his ability to take on that burden, especially with a little bit of time for rest. Honestly, I thought it was so stupid that they um, played starters in that final game against Portland. Yeah, I mean, I think they were from. I think that from what I've heard, like the front office really wants them to take, and none of the players or the coaches care at all. And it's like it's they want you know the they didn't want to play the Lakers, and the players and coaches were like, well, you know, we think we're good enough, might as well just play them now. Yeah, um, but middle was right. Okay, you played, and then you got blown yeah. out. So, um. Okay, any final predictions, thoughts? What What do you think the Nuggets win this series if? If they, if they maximize... No, I'll even say they utilize the talent that they have on the floor, that they play like a team, and that their two best players play better than Portland's two best players, which it's crazy to put MPJ up there, but yeah, they don't have a choice. And I mean, if he is as good as you think he is, then that shouldn't be a problem. It shouldn't be. I'm, I'm <laughs> like, enough for it. I'm going to, I know we're not a hot take podcast, but I was really bothered by the Portland fans on Reddit. So I'm going to say nuggets and five. Well, I really hope that happens. Um, I think that we will definitely be back from our podcasts going forward. Uh, any any final words? Um, like it's championship season in the Mile High City. Like go Avs, go Nuggets. Um, Broncos will talk about you. Rockies, we have no expectation, and that's all right. But it's still it's championship season. Like, someday I'm, you'll you'll get your third road win, Rockies. Someday we'll see that third road win. <laughs> That is it for the Denverse. I'm Derek. I'm Quinn. See ya. Peace.